Welcome to Rewitched, a charmed 1998 rewatch podcast. Join us on our journey as we recap, examine, and critique the series episode by episode from the beginning. We'll be keeping our podcast spoiler free, so we welcome fans, new and old, to join us in watching and reflecting on one of our favorite shows. Currently, we're on season one. I'm your host, Jess Savanko. And I'm your host, Mia Savanko. Now let's get into this week's episode. This week, we're discussing Season 1, Episode 15, Is There a Woogie in the House? It originally aired on February 24th, 1999, and had 5.98 million viewers. Okay, so this episode starts out in the dining room. We see the chandelier shaking above them and things falling and breaking picture of grams gets tilted and then everything stops then we see the sisters coming down the stairs saying that it's an aftershock of an earthquake and they talk about how the radio rated the earthquake a 4.3 so it was a big one and phoebe fixes the photo of grams and she says how earthquakes give her the gbs and prue says would that be the phoebe gbs (laughs) Piper says that Prue likes earthquakes, but Prue says, no, I don't like them, but I don't run through the house naked screaming, run for your life either, which I guess is something Phoebe did because Phoebe was like, well, that's not fair. You know, I I was wearing slippers. (laughs) And then the sisters go into the kitchen and uh, Prue mentions that she smells something coming from the basement that may be a gas leak. And Piper tells her that she called someone to check it out. Then the doorbell rings and Piper goes to get it. Prue is freaking out about something. She mentions that she's hosting a dinner party for the Bucklands uh, at the manor. And Piper's going to cook for it while Phoebe serves for it. And Phoebe reassures Prue that everything's going to be fine. Piper walks into the kitchen with the, the man who's supposed to check the gas leak. And says that he says it doesn't smell like gas, but he'll go check it out and he goes down to the basement. Piper says that if anything, you know, they can cook the food at the restaurant and bring it back. So then Piper and Prue both start teasing Phoebe, saying what if the boogeyman gets him? Because when Phoebe was little, she was like really freaked out about this boogeyman that she claimed she saw. Phoebe's like, well, I was five years old, you guys. But then Prue mentions that she hasn't been down in the basement in 18 years. And Phoebe says that it was real while Piper's saying that it was just a story. But we know how that goes with this show. (laughs) So then we move down to the basement and the gas man's in there. And there's a noise and the lights go out. And he pulls out a flashlight where he then he trips over something and sees that there's a crack in the floor of the basement. And he goes and bends down to check out the crack and like kind of starts picking at it with a tool then all of a sudden smoke comes out and like after that more black smoke starts coming out and it looks kind of like a you know moving shadow type thing and then the shadow starts talking saying how you know you have freed me and now you will help me take back the house and it goes into the gas man's nose and mouth and like possesses him then we see piper and phoebe are in the kitchen and Phoebe got mail under a fake name because she ordered CDs with it to get them for free. 
Prue comes back in while Piper is like mentioning how Phoebe was being dishonest by doing that. And Prue's like, is Phoebe's dark side rearing its ugly head? And Phoebe says, I don't have a dark side. Just because I protect the innocent doesn't mean I have to be innocent all the time. And Piper Man's like, well, I don't know. Still believing in the Woogeyman is pretty innocent. And then the gas man comes back up and the girls are wondering, you know, what, how's it going? Like, what's wrong with the house? And all he says is bad. And then they're like, well, what do you mean bad? Like, explain. And he just says, by tonight, there will be no more problems in a very, like, creepy way. Because, you know, he's possessed right now. <laughs> and then Prue and Piper leave while the man goes back into the basement. And his shadow in the basement kind of turns not at the same time as him. It, like, faces an opposite way. And the gas man asks, which one do you want? Phoebe yells down to him that she'll be upstairs if he needs anything, and the shadow then points at Phoebe and says that he wants Phoebe. And so now we know the gas man is planning on going after her. Mm-hmm. So kind of a long scene, but <laughs> there's our little intro. I feel like, I guess we don't really know, you know, now, well, obviously we know because we watched the whole episode, but later on you can see how they literally right from the start have a bunch of little like hints that they start throwing in for later in the episode you know yeah no I love the use of props in this scene and the way they're setting up different like little small elements of the set that are going to keep coming into play throughout the episode um you know the scene really is set up but it does it in a way that's really interesting and really cohesive with the rest of the plot which I wouldn't say happens in every episode in this series So I was really excited to see all those little tiny things happening at the beginning that are going to kind of repeat and kind of be these motifs throughout the episode. Yeah, I feel like it was pretty planned out and kind of, like you said, with the props that they used and how they don't regularly, or not, they don't always do that in their episodes. I feel like we've called out a couple times where it's been like, well, this doesn't really add up. But this, I feel like from the very start, they keep a very cohesive story going. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can kind of tell based on what they're talking about what the lesson or something is going to be in this episode. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. How they kind of always start with something and then end with like they realize something. So I feel like they had a good setup for it. Yeah, even the little mentions of Phoebe's dark side, which again will come up later in the episode um, in the final scene, I believe. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then after this, we move to the theme song. And then from there, we go to Buckland's where Prue is cleaning up her office because there was also damage from the earthquake. Claire enters and Prue asks her if this was her first quake. Claire says, and hopefully my last. Then she brings Prue the final guest list for party that night. Um, At the top of the list is Professor Whittlesey. And that's when the professor enters and asks if she can have a plus one. And Claire's like, of course, and Prue's kind of like, you know, wide-eyed and not really expecting that. Claire agrees for her. And then, you know, she introduces the two of them and Professor Whittlesey's like, oh, so it's your home then. And Professor Whittlesey says her name is Beth. Um, That's probably how I'll refer to her for the rest of the episode. I'm not formal, so I'm not going to refer to her by her title. But anyway, so Beth tells Prue that she's really excited by the history of the manor, 
Um, she's an architectural history professor at Berkeley, and she says that she uses their house as an example in her classes. She says that the original house stood on that spot was a masterpiece, but it was rebuilt after the earthquake in 1906 when the house was completely destroyed. And Prue mentioned that that's around when her great grandparents moved into the manor. And then the professor goes off on this like idea that the land is some type of spiritual nexus, but doesn't really explain what that means. We'll find out later in the episode. And that's when Claire and Beth leave together and Prue picks up her phone and calls Piper. Right. So I don't have too much to say about that, except that obviously, again, with the spiritual nexus thing, that's going to be explained later in the episode. And we're going to understand more why she was talking about that. Yeah, exactly. This was just more set up in this scene. Yes. So then in the next scene, we're at Piper's view and she is at a wine store and she's on the phone with Prue and Prue tells her that there's one more person coming and then she's like oh you owe me and hangs up the phone and then she was going to grab a bottle of wine a specific this specific bottle of wine and a man comes up behind her and kind of grabs it right before she can and then she goes over to him and he's like, Calera Jensen, 93. Piper recommends another wine to him. And she's like, I really need this because I'm making Coco Vaughn. And he tells her that he's been to three different wine stores and that this is the bottle. Like he's been told this is the bottle to get, blah, blah, blah. Just very obviously is not going to give her this bottle of wine. He's being kind of a douche. And then Piper freezes him because she's upset. And then she's sitting there debating with herself because she knows that she can't use her powers for personal gain. And then eventually it's just like, forget it. You can keep the wine. And she unfreezes him and walks away. And he's kind of just left standing there confused. Yeah. Again, I don't have much to say about that. This guy is very cute. but very. Uh, that's what I was going to ask you. I was going <laughs> to say, do you think this guy is cute? <laughs> I thought this guy was pretty fine. Not going to lie. Yeah. I mean, I think he's attractive. He's just not my type. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we know. We know all about that. <laughs> Definitely more my type. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, we just get this little introduction here. I'll have more to say about this guy later in the episode. But for now, you know, like you said, not exactly the most friendly guy. Piper clearly can't stand him, but we'll see how that progresses throughout the episode. So then from there, we go to the manor and Phoebe walks down the stairs and she notices that that picture of Graham's on the wall that she fixed earlier in the episode is tilted again, so she fixes it again. That's when she hears the gas man call for help. So Phoebe goes to the kitchen and asks where he is. She's by the basement door, and she kind of asks him what's wrong, because, you know, Phoebe's afraid of the basement, so she doesn't want to go down. He says, I fell. I think I might have sprained something, my ankle. And, you know, you could see, like, on her face that she's afraid, but she eventually does go down because you know he's like I need your help all this stuff and as she's about to go down the stairs she touches a picture on the wall of like her Piper and Prue when they were kids and she has this premonition of Graham's in the basement telling her to go back to bed um, which is obviously what she remembers from when she was a little kid she says she's gonna call somebody for help because you know now she's realizing that like the woogie man was real she had this premonition of when she was a kid and saw him 
and he says that he really needs her help. So she slowly walks down the stairs and there's this dramatic music playing behind her. When she gets to the bottom of the stairs, he walks up behind her and she's like, I thought you said you were. And that's when like the creepy shadow voice says her name and black smoke starts coming out from that hole in the ground again. And Phoebe says, I'm a good witch. You can't take me. And he says, you'll fight me at first, but in the end, you'll do everything I ask. And then it goes up her nose, like the same way it did with the gas man. And she does this like evil smile. And that's the end of that part of the scene. I just want to say, watching this, it's so funny to see how they make it seem like such a old horror movie, you know? (laughs) Her going downstairs and then the creepy smile, her getting possessed and how dramatic it all was like I thought it was pretty funny yeah no it very much has that like 90s horror movie vibe to it like with the music and like just the style of acting that Alyssa Milano is using in these scenes and I've seen her in other things from this time period that are more of like the scary movie type and it kind of puts on that same thing for her I also just love not to get into spoilers but Anytime Alyssa Milano is playing like a possessed or like darker version of Phoebe, I just love the style of acting she uses for it. And um, I'll comment more on that later in the episode. But even just that like change in the way she smiles is such like this key detail that she just puts on perfectly in this scene. Yeah, I see what you mean. Definitely later in the episode, I'll have more to say about the kind of the way that she like portrays the struggle of good and evil inside of her. And I think she does a really good job at it. And I love the, you know, dramatic horror movie feel that it gives off, too. Um, I think she does a really great job. Yeah. So after that, we go back upstairs to the doorway, and Piper walks in with a bag of groceries. As she walks in, the doorway, like, gives her, like, a weird electric shock. And um, you can tell she's not in the greatest mood. And then she says, Phoebe, maybe we should call someone to check the electricity, too, because obviously the door shocked her. And then Kit meows like she's freaking out and she runs out the door. And then Piper calls for Phoebe again, and she walks to the kitchen and puts down the groceries. Then the gas man comes upstairs behind her, and she turns to him and she's like, oh, is everything going to be okay? And then he kind of keeps, like, inching towards her and then all of a sudden attacks her and, like, starts holding her arms behind her back. And then she calls for Phoebe, and that's when Phoebe runs in. And all of a sudden, this baseball bat appears in Phoebe's hands magically, and she hits the gas man over the head with it. And Piper's like, oh, my God, I thought he was going to kill me. I didn't even have a chance to freeze him. And then she sees the bat, and she's like, well, where did that come from? Phoebe's like, I don't know, it just sort of appeared. Here in this scene, you can see Phoebe, she's acting a little more normal, more like freaked out, like what the hell is going on, like Piper is. And then she starts to explain to Piper that something weird happened in the basement, but then kind of like it takes over her, she gets like cut off a little bit. And then the gas man, we see him, he starts to wake up, and Phoebe's like, forget it, safety first, witchcraft later, we gotta go call 911. Yeah. So this scene is a little bit unhinged. I mean, it's showing the effects of what happens in the possession. And I'm really interested in discussing a little bit. We'll wait until we see a few more characters affected. But the difference between like how 
the woogeyman affects a good witch versus how it um, affects a regular person because I think we see a much quicker escalation in these other characters than we do in Phoebe like there's more of a fight in Phoebe sorry you cut out but I think I know what you were saying because I was thinking the same thing when I watched it about how you know you can see that it affects people regular people a little more differently than it affects Phoebe yeah exactly then from there we are outside of the manor and we see Andy and Daryl kind of getting out of their car and Andy's saying how this doesn't track the gas man has no type of criminal record he's a family man and a little league coach and that's when Daryl makes a joke uh tonight on Fox News when good coaches go bad as they're kind of walking up to the house Prue approaches them and asks Andy what's going on he tells her that quote the gas man got a little rough with Piper um that's one way to put it And he's like, but everything's fine, whatever. And Prue obviously runs in. And as she's running into the house, she also gets shocked in the doorway, just like Piper did. Once she sees Piper and Phoebe in the living room, Piper tells her that Phoebe stopped him and tells Phoebe to show Prue her new power. But Phoebe says she can't do it right now. She seems really annoyed. She's like, I just did it the once. And then um, Piper says... I'd think you'd be thrilled. You've always wanted an active power. And then Prue's kind of suspicious about the power because she thought that if Phoebe had gotten a new power, it would be similar to her premonitions. Like their powers are supposed to grow, not just like change at random. And that's when Prue says, I smell Book of Shadows. Did you do something? And Phoebe gets defensive about this and is like, no, Prue's just pissy because this time she didn't get to play Wonder Woman. I'm not in the mood to soothe your ego and like leaves the room. She walks past that same picture of Grams from before and now it's completely upside down. And, you know, Prue is then talking to Piper and she's kind of like worried about the night. She's like, oh God, like look how Phoebe's being. This is not going to go well. And Piper just tries to reassure her that things will be fine. Yeah, so I don't have too much to say about this either. I mean, we we already know what's going on. Phoebe's possessed. The girls, the other two, obviously, have no idea yet. And like we were mentioning in the beginning, I thought it was cool. Like, just even that little factor of, like, Grams' picture, you know, from the earthquake, it was tilted, and then it tilted again, and then now it's upside down now that Phoebe's possessed, you know? And the subtle hints of the house kind of turning against them. I mean, it started in the basement with that crack in the foundation, and now that Phoebe's evil, you could see, and since the Woogie Man was like, you know, you're going to help me take back the house, and we see them getting shocked as they walk through the door, uh, you can see it, like, slowly happening, and I like how they do that. Yeah, another thing I noticed in this scene, it kind of the way that Phoebe is acting towards Prue reminds me of how Piper was acting towards Prue in the Wendigo and how like when they become like possessed they just like can't deal with Prue's like um I don't know what to call it kind of like her leadership style they're like okay Prue like no one cares what you think yeah (laughs) I know I know exactly what you mean it's very like all right Prue we get it like you're this big witch whatever and they're definitely a lot more tolerable of it when they're not possessed like this or you know evil or whatever's going through going on but I wonder if that's like 
it stems from how they actually feel and it just kind of brings it out and then because like you said it did happen with Piper too mm-hmm. and I feel like you know well I wonder how it's going to happen con- if it will continue throughout the season or whatever you know if this is just a regular thing like when when they get possessed or get taken over by evil they just kind of bring out the worst in each other you know it's like they you know what I mean like they take these little things that they don't like about each other and they make it seem so much bigger and like it bothers them so much more yeah definitely usually there's like a lesson or something that goes along with it so it's all right (laughs) so after that we go back to the basement and Phoebe walks downstairs and she kind of like thinks of a nail file and it appears in her hand and then she looks at her shadow which you know is like the same thing as the uh, gas man and says thank you for my new power and he says you must not fail me again you must use your power against your sister and this Phoebe starts to like kind of act less possessed like you can see more of her coming out and more of the fear and she's like please don't make me do this I don't want to hurt them And then the shadow is like, you're not strong enough to fight me. And that's when Phoebe goes back and smiles again in that evil way. Mm -hmm. And then, um, so after that, it goes back to the basement, but it's a little more, you know, in the future. And Phoebe is now all dressed up and she's using her powers to change her nail color and do whatever she wants. And then the voice, the shadow, it says, it's almost time, Phoebe, to use the powers. Yeah, so I think those two little scenes are really just kind of the development of, you know, a little bit more of Phoebe fighting the shadow and kind of starting to lose the battle. Exactly. So then in the next scene, we're in the kitchen, and Piper is trying to use the food processor to make something for the dinner. And when she plugs it in and goes to hit the power, it shocks her. That's when Prue enters in a robe, and she's like, there's lava water spewing from the shower heads. Did you turn up the water heater? And Piper says she didn't. She tries to turn something else on, and it also shocks her. And that's when Piper says that the earthquake must have messed up the wiring or something, and the kitchen is attacking her. Prue says it's fine to relax. They have an hour until people are going to arrive, because the clock on the microwave says 608. And then Prue says to relax. So after Prue says that, the bell rings. And that's when she looks at her watch. And it says 7 o'clock. And that's when she notices the time on the microwave is actually blinking. So the power had gone out at some point. Then Phoebe comes in and asks if anyone's going to answer the door. And both of them are shocked that she came out of the basement. But they kind of like let it go after a second. And that's when, you know, Phoebe's like, the boogeyman was just a story, right, Prue? And you should finish getting ready. And then the bell rings again. And Phoebe goes to the entryway to answer the door. And she says, welcome to Hallowell Manor. My name is Phoebe, and I'll be your cruise director this evening. And, like, the way she says it is, like, creepy, but kind of sexy. Goes into (laughs) it. (laughs) And then we see standing on the other side of the door is Claire, Beth, and... The guy from the wine store. What a shock. We see him again. Who would have thought? (laughs) 
So same with that. I don't have much to say except that it's more of the progression of, you know, Phoebe being evil and the house kind of getting worse, you know, getting harder to maintain for Crew and Piper. Mm-hmm. And then after this, Piper is in the kitchen and she's telling herself everything is fine and then spills some flour on accident and is like kind of freaking out about it because obviously everything just seems to be going wrong. And she says, I'm a good person. What did I do to deserve this? As she like puts her hands across her face. And then the guy enters the kitchen with the wine and says that Prue told him to give the wine to the chef and they both kind of you know see each other and recognize each other from the wine store and Piper's like oh you and he says most people call me Josh and he explains that he works for Beth and then gives her the wine and he calls for a truce and tells her that you know there's flour all over her face and then she's like wiping it off and then whatever Phoebe comes and then Phoebe comes in the room and he leaves and she says are you planning on feeding the people in the living room and Piper is kind of like looking around stressed seeing if she has anything that she can give them and then Phoebe sees that there's duck medallion and she's like oh well I'll just bring this out and Piper's like well I guess you have to you know it's supposed to be part of dinner but now we'll put it as an appetizer and she sends that out. Yeah, so what do you think of the interactions between Piper and Josh in the scene? I know we'll see more of them later on, but, like, are you getting flirty vibes from them yet, or no? I definitely, I definitely am. You can see that tension between them, and it's very obvious that Josh is into Piper by the, like, little smirks he was giving her, but Piper seems like, at the moment, she's just fed up and not having it, you know, but we all know that that's how it goes, where it turns into whatever but I still I don't know as much as maybe he seems like a better guy as the thing as time goes on in the episode like the fact that you act that way in the beginning to a total stranger just makes you seem kind of like okay well you're a dick at heart you know (laughs) yeah like I feel like personally if that was my first interaction with someone like I wouldn't get over it I wouldn't like be like you know what they're okay (laughs) yeah because even if you're better with the people that are around you because I feel like there's a lot of people like that that like once you get to know them a little better they're nicer people but it's like well you know it it shouldn't have to be like that you know like you should be a decent person from the start like if I started out thinking you were an asshole then obviously that's just who you are if you're willing to present yourself that way you know yeah because it wasn't even what he said like he was in the right he grabbed the wine first but it was like the way he was saying things to her was just like so rude for no reason exactly it was just unnecessary so I don't know still my opinion of him not the greatest but this little interaction was kind of cute and you can see kind of like I mean I'm not just saying this because you know I, I know whatever happens in by the end of the episode but you can see the the little flirty vibe being given mm-hmm. off you know from here and it kind of gave me the idea like okay something's gonna happen yeah me too I was definitely you know picking up on it from the beginning of the episode I mean honest obviously I knew that what happens at the end of the episode was going to happen but I still like was picking up on it even in the beginning of their interactions right me too 
So then we go into the living room and Claire and Beth are talking about the house and that's when Prue enters and, you know, Claire's kind of like, oh, it's great to finally see you. Just kind of like commenting on Prue taking so long to get ready and not being there at first. And that's when Phoebe brings in a tray and she opens the lid and instead of the duck medallions, now it's a live duck comes out and everyone is shocked. And Prue doesn't know what to do at first, but then she starts laughing. So, so does Beth. And, you know, Prue's trying to cover it up. She's like, that's my sister, the magician. Usually it's a dove or a rabbit. And then she kind of gives Phoebe a dirty look and Phoebe just walks away. Okay, so now we're back in the kitchen and Piper is, you know, things are still going wrong for her in there. And she's like, sabotage, I'm being sabotaged. Phoebe walks in and she's like, what seems to be the problem? And Piper's like, there's something terribly wrong with the house. And as she's saying that to Phoebe, some weird, gross stuff, like liquidy stuff, spews out of the sink. And Piper turns to look at it and she's like, obviously freaking out. And as Piper goes over there, a knife appears in Phoebe's hand. And she starts walking up to Piper very slowly. And Piper obviously has no idea this is going on behind her. And she's just sitting there going off about how this is a disaster. And she says, somebody kill me now and spare me the agony of cleanup. And Phoebe from behind says, act and you shall receive. But at that moment, Josh then enters asking if everything's all right. And the knife disappears in Phoebe's hand. And they run over to him. And Josh is like, people pay you to do this, right? And Piper's like, Phoebe, can you please escort Mr. Congeniality out of here? And then Piper's like, and get Prue and tell her it's an emergency as Phoebe and Josh are walking out. So I have a little question because I don't know what congeniality means. Congeniality means like you have like a good personality, like you're really sweet, you're very likable. So she's like really saying that she hates him when she says that. (laughs) Oh, I see. Okay. Like in a beauty pageant, there is an award um, and there was a movie that came out around this time called Miss Congeniality with Sandra Bullock. So that's like what the reference was to. But yeah, it's basically an award in a beauty pageant for the person that the other contestants like the most and think is the sweetest. Okay. Yeah. Cause I remember I've heard of the movie and all of that, but I, I didn't know what it meant, you know? Yeah, no, it means you have a good personality. <laughs> okay. Good to know. (laughs) I love it. I love when Piper gets, you know, sassy. Yeah, me too. And what about the knife? What did we think of Phoebe going to kill Piper? So, like before, it's obviously just because of the possession. Definitely a close call, but I don't know. I wonder I wonder if like Josh hadn't come in, would she have been able to stop herself? Because she's up to this point had moments where she's been able to kind of fight back, you know? Mm-hmm. And it definitely took over in this second. I like the way they set it up that it was so close to happening and the suspense. And then, you know, all of a sudden Josh walks in and everything stops. Yeah, which makes me wonder, what was the logic of this? Because, like, why would you do this in the middle of a dinner party where there are tons of people at the house? You'd have to kill all of them. And I feel like it would be really difficult for one person to kill that many people. 
in like a reasonable amount of time that no one like fights back right yeah like it would make more sense to wait until it was just the three of them in the house yeah i wonder what it was that kind of took over and made them think that like what how would you have even gotten out of that but i guess in the same sense you know she was not in her right mind and didn't really know but I also wonder if they had Phoebe going so because I feel like it happening it was it was moving very slowly you know the way she was slowly coming up to Piper and holding the knife up for such a long amount of time if she was actually about to kill her I feel like she would have just gone for it but she kind of hesitated and I wonder if that was to maybe make it more suspenseful or if it had anything to do with Phoebe trying to fight it inside of her you know yeah, I think I'm leaning towards, um, you know, kind of Phoebe trying to fight it, only because we'll see her continuing to try to fight it throughout the episode. Like, this isn't the... She hasn't fully committed to it yet. It's kind of this first step in her trying to get to the point where she can kill her sisters. Exactly. So then we're in the manor somewhere else, and Prue is walking with Beth, and Beth is saying how there's no other house in the city like hers. And Prue's kind of like, oh, because of the architecture, and Beth says because of the location, and, you know, the spiritual nexus thing comes up again, and Beth explains that a spiritual nexus is a point that is equal distances from the five spiritual elements, and that in mythology it's believed to be a place of great power. That's when Phoebe approaches the two of them and says that Piper needs Prue in the kitchen, And she's kind of like, oh, don't worry, I'll take good care of your guest. And so Prue leaves to go over to Piper, and Phoebe offers to give Beth the grand tour of the manor. And Beth is very excited by that. Yes, and we can see, obviously, Phoebe's got something up her sleeve. Same with this scene, I feel like, you know, the the Nexus thing coming up again, obviously we can tell that that's going to mean something. Like, it must be important if they're bringing that up, but you know, we still don't really know the point yet. Mm -hmm. So after that, Prue is walking to the kitchen and she sees Piper on the floor kind of stomping her feet and screeching, having her own little tantrum. And then Prue goes up to her and says, okay, like, aren't you the same person who said everything will be fine? And then Piper is like, well, it's not fine. The house, it's like the house is possessed. And Prue says, no, it's Phoebe and her new powers. And then Piper tries to argue it. She's like, I know she's been acting weird lately, but she wouldn't. And then she's like, you know, I would argue if I could think of another option. And then Claire approaches and she asks if she can speak with Prue. And Prue's like, of course, like, I'll be there in one second. And then she, once Claire walks away, she asks Piper, like, what do we do? And Piper says that she doesn't know, but she can't cook here. And it's too late to get the food from Quake. And Prue says, okay, we'll just have to end the party before it gets worse and ask Piper to be her wingman. And so Prue and Piper walk out towards the living room. And as they're walking away, Beth and Phoebe go into the kitchen, which they don't see that. And then we see Beth and Phoebe and Beth is like, I really don't need to see the basement. And Phoebe's like, are you kidding? It's the best part of the house and leads her down to the basement. Yeah, so I mean, this scene is really just continuing what's already been going on and kind of setting up the next points which are of course you know Beth getting possessed and them having to end the party exactly yeah 
So then we're out in kind of like the entry hallway area and Prue walks out with Piper behind her and Claire says, as hostess, sometimes it's helpful to be present at the party and is obviously very pissed at Prue. That's when Piper kind of jumps in and says that, you know, they're having technical difficulties and Prue says that they need to end the party and she apologizes and that's when Piper says, there's a table waiting for all of you at Quake. Your meal will be on the house. And Prue's like, there is. And Piper's like, there will be. And then, you know, Piper asks where Phoebe is. And Josh says that she was giving Beth a tour. Beth kind of finishes that because she's here. She's walking back out. She says she found the basement particularly intriguing. Prue tells her that they're going to have dinner somewhere else. And Claire runs over and is like, I'm really sorry you didn't get to spend more time in the house, you know, like kind of kissing up to Beth. And Beth says, my time was well spent, and they all head outside together. Yeah, so here we just see, you know, them leaving and Beth obviously coming out, acting different, and you can tell that whatever happened to her in the basement, she must have gotten possessed like the gas man and Phoebe did. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. So now we move to outside where they're all walking out and Prue says to Claire that she needs to tie up a a few loose ends here and then she'll try to make it. And Claire walks away, obviously very pissed off, and she says, try hard. And then they all leave and Piper says to Prue, well, now what? And Prue's like, okay, interrogation. Phoebe then opens the door and is like, oh, are you looking for me? And Prue's like, why are you doing this? And Phoebe says, obviously more herself now is like, because he asked me to. And Piper says, who asked you to? They're both very confused. And Prue starts walking back up to the door. And she's like, Phoebe, like, this is enough. And as she tries to walk in the door, she gets shocked worse than before and like thrown back into the lawn. And they both, Piper and Prue are like, Phoebe, what's wrong with you? Why won't you let us in? And Phoebe says kind of to herself, no, you can't, you know, you shouldn't. And then she's like looking really scared, like she doesn't want this to happen. And then all of a sudden she turns kind of more evil in her face and says, you don't live here anymore. He does. And closes the door using magic. So here... Like I said before, I like that I like the way that she portrays the the fight between good and evil. Like right here you can tell that she's really trying to resist the pull and doesn't want them to because she shows that scared face and then you see it take over her and you can see the change in her when she turns evil again and says, you know, you don't live here anymore and then when she says he does, it kind of goes into a demonic voice. So you can tell that the the boogeyman just kind of completely got her there. Yeah, and I mean, as we've talked about in another episode, not everyone who tries to kind of portray um, the difference between good and evil with these, like this, what I'll call face acting, is successful at it. I think it's something Alyssa Milano is really good at. Another actor who I've seen who does a really good job of that is Jared Padalecki in Supernatural when he's portraying like Lucifer. He kind of does the same things where the way he moves his face and talks completely changes when he's playing a different character. And I think that's something that Alyssa Milano does really well here too. I think that when we saw Piper as the Wendigo a few episodes, um, not to say that Holly Marie Combs is like less of an actress, it's just she wasn't doing the same thing. 
her tone of voice changed, but her expressions didn't. Whereas here we're seeing completely new expressions from Alyssa Milano that we've never seen before. Yeah, she definitely did a great job where it was very easy to tell just looking at her face when she was fighting for good and when she was giving in to evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So then we cut to the next morning and we're still outside the manor. Prue and Piper are leaning on each other outside. Piper has a newspaper in her hand. They say that they've been all up all night trying to get into the manor. That's when Piper decides to try something else. She walks over to the side of the house and grabs this brick that's on the ground and tries to throw it through the window, but it just, like, this electricity effect comes and it bounces back onto the lawn. And Prue says that, you know, she got shocked when she was trying to walk through the door yesterday, and Piper says the same thing happened to her. So they go on to say how, you know, the house has turned against them and so has Phoebe. And Piper says to remember that Phoebe said that he told her to do this, so they need to figure out who he is. And then Prue says that whatever has the house has Phoebe, and it has to do with their location, bringing back the spiritual nexus idea, and that they should go see Beth because she knows more about the house than they do. Well, it's kind of implied. She doesn't directly say that. You know what I kind of wish they would do? I wish they would, like, because I feel like we get all these important things that, you know, or at least they seem important, like knowing that the house was built on a spiritual nexus, it never really came up before. I feel like they kind of introduce these new things and in each episode to go along with the storyline of the episode, but I feel like it would be cool if they, you know, kind of hint at these things episodes before and then all of a sudden it came back and we were like oh like they they mentioned that so not that they mentioned the spiritual nexus before but kind of the source of their power coming from the house did come up in the first episode when we kind of saw the interaction you know where the chandelier and the picture moving and everything so I think early on we get an idea that kind of there's this deep family history and magical history tied to the location and to them Um, And we still are in season one, so I don't necessarily think that learning about the spiritual nexus at this point is too late in the development of the story. I think that it works, but I get what you're saying, that you would have liked to see more hints earlier. Yeah, I mean, I I, I know what you mean, because, you know, like you said, it is season one and everything, and I agree. The only thing is that, you know, this isn't the first time we've kind of, I, I feel like they kind of do this in every episode where they bring up some random new thing that we've never heard of before and I kind of wish they would link things more together but you know it could also be that it's just the first season season and they're setting up for the future so you know I'm sure maybe in the future they bring this stuff back yeah no I definitely agree with you and I think part of that comes from you know just when you're creating a first season you don't know if you're gonna get picked up for a second season as you get further and further into a show you kind of have an idea that you're probably going to get another season. Yeah, it's just a lot of trial and error. Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, as you, it depends on the creator of the show, because there are some creators who, from the beginning, have everything mapped out that they want to happen, whereas others kind of, this is my idea, and we'll see where it goes as it develops. So I guess I'm not 100% sure which way charmed was going but I think a lot of the season one storylines are things that as they realized it was going to be a long lasting series they kind of tweaked 
so that it could run longer. Right. That's true. Fair enough. <laughs> we also haven't really seen like a, you know, season long villain or anything in this season. So we're still being introduced to kind of like these monster of the week episodes, which I think is part of the lack of structure too. Right. Yeah, it definitely is. It's definitely because, or a lot of it definitely has to do with the fact that it's season one. So I guess I can't say too much about it, you know, right now. But I just mean like, I just in general, like, it would be cool if they were to do that, you know, like, yeah, kind of hint at things and then we see it happen mm-hmm. in future episodes or you know what I mean as opposed to just these new ideas that like they keep bringing up and these yeah things. I get you so anyways after that we go back inside the manor and we see Phoebe walking through the halls and as she walks around you know we hear like electricity popping and lights blinking and wallpaper peeling off glass breaking and she's on the phone and she's ordering a pizza and she says to them you know like whenever you do open just bring it I don't care what you put on the thing just as long as somebody delivers it I'll be waiting and then now we see Grams's picture and it's burning mm-hmm. so here I feel like it's just a lot more you know you see the effects of the house and now they have pic- Grams's picture burning where they like kind of slowly turned it you know made Grams's picture turn more and more and then now it's on fire or burning and I like the way they did that and her ordering a pizza having people come to the house after she already after the gas man already did and Beth obviously she's trying to spread this possession and this evil mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so then we're at the college campus and Beth is being taken away by the police and a security guard. Shockingly, it's not Daryl and Andy. I, I couldn't believe there were other cops in San Francisco. Then Prue and Piper kind of see Josh and they go over to him and ask what happened. He says that she was giving kind of a lecture and then all of a sudden she started strangling him and one of the students had to pull her off of him. Piper asks if he's okay. And there's like this little eye contact between them. And then Josh is like, I just don't know why she snapped like that. And then Prue says, you know, she's kind of covering it up and said that Claire is interested in something that Beth brought up the night before about the spiritual nexus. And Josh is kind of surprised because he says that, you know, she doesn't usually buy into mythology, but that basically it's a place or thing that could be swayed either way a source of undeniable good or a source of undeniable evil then he says that he's going to follow after the professor to make sure that she's okay as we see her being put into the squad car and he tells them that if it's helpful to them they're free to look around her office which is a little weird but okay (laughs) i know giving someone permission like that it's not even your office it's like yeah just go in my boss's office no big deal you know, I definitely wouldn't happen in real life, but whatever. Like, maybe if they were your colleagues, but they're two randos. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> well, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, about the whole Josh and Piper thing. Here we see a little more of the flirtation and the little eye contact when Piper's checking to see if he's okay. Yeah. Kind of cute, but like I said, 
you know, you started out an asshole. There was no need. You just are. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about Josh. I don't know if I'm a fan. I'm leaning towards no. (laughs) Me too. So then we move on to the professor's office and Piper and Prue are both in there looking around. Piper starts pulling out a map. And then Prue says, to find our way back, we have to know what we're up against. The professor said, uh, spiritual nexus is equidistant from the five spiritual elements, earth, water, fire, wood, and metal. So then they take out the map and they start marking points on the map from, you know, their house being in the middle and the different areas that, you know, would be those elements. And then... As they trace those points and locations, they see that it forms a pentagram. So they're like, oh, it's not just a spiritual nexus, but a Wiccan one as well. And Piper says, well, what happens once evil has the house? And Prue says, it spreads. Uh, She thinks that their family built the house there to claim the spot for good and kind of, you know, take it back from evil. And that evil may want the spot back and is taking Phoebe with it. Mm -hmm. So here they're just kind of putting together what happened and what is happening right now. Also, like, I love in this scene how they were so shocked that, like, five points that are equal distances from each other would form a pentagram. Obviously they would. Yeah, I I was confused about that, too. I was thinking the same thing. I mean, the five points, like, what, that's, what a, pentagram would be you know (laughs) but But, you know I guess they had to see it to believe it understand it yeah I also just like I've never heard of these being the elements before so it was just funny to me like earth water fire wood and metal like I've never heard of that also like yeah I don't know wood and metal I I never really knew that those were a part of it I knew earth water fire but I thought it was like wind and air or I mean air and something else I don't know the fifth one is usually okay so I know this because it's in a story I wrote I did the fifth element which is something that like Aristotle talked about way back in the day so it's like a fifth element which is typically called like quintessence and it's kind of like this heavenly spiritual element that is like things outside of earth oh, I is what's considered the fifth element yeah but like the four main ones are like earth wind fire and air and water yes yeah yeah i never heard of that i never knew but wood and metal definitely <laughs> came out of nowhere with that one <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess they just needed to come up with five that were naturally occurring, so they went with this. Fair enough. So then we're outside of the manor, and Andy and Daryl kind of pull up in their car, and Daryl kind of is like, why does it feel like we live here? And then across the street, there are two neighbors fighting, and one of them is, like, picking up trash cans out of the driveway and, like, throwing them at the other guy. And Andy's kind of like, well, which one do you want? And Daryl's like, um, I'll take them. I'll, I'll go for a change of scenery. And then Andy walks over to the manor. Just as Andy's about to knock on the door, Phoebe opens it. And Andy's like looking at her kind of weird. Like the face he makes here is like weird to me. And then 
Phoebe starts being like flirty towards Andy. And like at first he responds to it and then he's kind of like, like it seems like he's checking her out for a second and then he's kind of like, oh, it's Phoebe and like stops. But it was really weird to me because like that's your ex's little like baby sister. You should not be looking at her like that. <laughs> I know. Like so weird. But yeah, so she's like flirty. And then she's like, I think there might be a gas leak and I'm home all alone. And it's like low-key the intro to like a bad porno. Yeah, I was thinking <laughs> the same thing. And she's like rubbing on the doorway. And this is when like he starts to feel weirded out by what she's doing. Like you could see it on his face. He's kind of like. And then he's like, yeah, like I'll go in and take a look, whatever. So he goes in and she tells him that it's in the basement and they walk inside together. Yeah, so same thing here. It made me super uncomfortable seeing that whole Andy and Phoebe moment, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, I just like, I would like to pretend that didn't happen. Kind of like when you saw um, Phoebe flirting with Leo, when I see Phoebe flirting with Andy, I'm like, cover it up my eyes. Like Same exact thing, <laughs> just like, let me not, let me just pretend that never happened. Exactly. And then after that, we cut to Prue and Piper pulling up behind Andy's car, and then they approach Daryl, who's talking with the fighting neighbors, and Daryl, you can see him talking to them, and he says, so he came out of his house, walked over here, and started throwing things, and then the neighbor says, no, 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 not out of this, not out of his house, out of the Halliwells, and that's when Piper and Prue come up to Daryl, and Daryl turns to them, and he tells them about how Beth was being brought into the station, And that she spent the night, or like, supposedly was at their house the night before. Prue asks if he's okay, or if she's okay, and he says not at the moment, she's under observation. And then in the background, the neighbors kind of start fighting again. And he says, I'm occupied right now, Andy would like to ask you guys a few questions inside. So then the girls start walking over to the house, and they realize that people can get in even though they couldn't and they needed to figure a way out to get inside the house so that they could get to the book of shadows and then they see the door open so they run and hide by the like front stairways down and as andy's walking out of the house piper freezes him like right when he's about to cross the border Piper's kind of like, oh, I wanted to freeze him right in the doorway because obviously the house is letting him out, which means that it's the only moment where its guard is down. So then Piper and Prue run into the house as everything's frozen, and they walk behind him and see Phoebe letting him out and see that she's frozen too. And Prue's like, uh-oh, like our powers don't work on good witches, which means that they've lost her. And Prue's like, okay, well, it's time to go, like, let's go get her back. So then Prue and Piper run up the stairs, and Phoebe unfreezes while Andy walks out the door. And then outside, we see the neighbors still fighting, and then Andy starts walking up over to them, and Daryl's like, okay, can you, like, give me a hand? And all of a sudden, Andy just pulls out his gun and points it at, you know, the three of them, like, mostly Daryl. And then Daryl knocks him to the ground and disarms him and is like, what the hell was that? Andy's on the ground, confused, doesn't really know what's going on. And he's just like, I have no idea. So obviously the manor got him too. (laughs) 
Yeah, and the scene was so unhinged. Another abuse of power by Andy, except this time, you know, it wasn't really his fault. Yeah, this time, this time we can't blame him for it. And it's like, okay, so I don't even want to get into my thoughts on this scene because, like, it's one of those things where, like, I have a lot of opinions on the police. I mean, if anyone looks at any of my social media, you can see that. But, like, it's kind of put in to be like, oh, this is an outrageous thing that would never happen. Yeah, this is an outrageous thing that would never happen in a nice, like, upper-class white neighborhood that they're in. But, like, there are situations where, like, a cop would just pull a gun on a situation where that's completely not the right thing to do. So that's why I don't really want to get into it. Yeah, I, I see where you're coming from, and maybe it's a deeper discussion than, you know, for this. Yeah. So we'll just say that, you know, at least this time we'll actually see reper- repercussions for Andy's bad actions. True. And I also kind of had another thing to say, not about that, but about the whole freezing the house thing, but I'll wait until a little later to explain what I was talking about there. Okay. So then we're inside the manor and we're in the attic and Prue's looking through the book while Piper is kind of pacing around her and they start kind of retracing what happened to them and eventually they realize that everything started in the basement and that's when Prue's like no Piper it was just a story and Piper says we've seen monsters and demons from the past and future how can you be so certain that Phoebe's childhood monster isn't real And Prue's kind of like, come on, the boogeyman in the basement. And Piper says, Phoebe swore she saw something down there. And that's when Graham started telling the story. And Prue's like, of how to destroy it. And so they realize that it is real and that there was also an earthquake that night. And that maybe that's how it gets released. And then they realize that what happened in the story was that Graham's had set a spell but neither of them can remember the rhyme. Piper is standing near the door, and as she goes to open it, Phoebe is there and pushes her out of the room and goes in, then locks the door behind her. She throws the key down on the floor and looks at Prue, and that's when this, like, giant, like, machete appears in her hand, and Prue looks really terrified, um, reasonably so, and she's like Phoebe listen to me this isn't you and then we see Piper like knocking on the door from outside and Prue's kind of trying to convince Phoebe that she can beat him she's like you're stronger than him and Phoebe says no I wasn't that's why he chose me but now I'm stronger than you and Prue uses her power to kind of toss Phoebe across the room which leads to Phoebe dropping the knife and then she uses her power to open the door and let Piper in And then they both run down the stairs together. And Piper tries to run out the front door. And again, the house won't let her out. And she's shocked and thrown back onto the ground. Yes, exactly. So I, again, here, I don't have too much to say. It's a lot of, like, plot and just the drama, you know? Yeah. And I kind of like the way they progressed, you know, not believing in the Woogeyman to believing in him for Prue and Piper. I think it was reasonable kind of their figuring it out and piecing it together. The pacing in this episode, I think, is really strong. So I really liked the way they kind of put those pieces together. Yeah, I feel like in other episodes, they didn't have, like, there would be times where they would have their realizations and it just doesn't really make sense how they just 
magically came to that conclusion and figured out what was going on. But here, piecing it together and the way that they slowly looked back and looked at everything and how it started and kind of figured out that it came from the basement was definitely a step up and definitely a good way for them to figure it all out, you know? Yeah, I agree. And so after that, Prue says to Piper, you know, they're inside the house still, and Prue says that the answer is in the story that Gramps told them. And Piper is like, well, neither of us remember it. And then, you know, we move up to the attic and see Phoebe waking up on the attic floor, and she starts walking down the stairs and overhears them talking. And then, you know, we go back to Prue and Piper, and... Phoebe all of a sudden yells for their help and says that she's in the basement. And the girls are like, no, like, I know it's a trap. And then Prue is like, well, what else could we do? And Piper says, we could not go to the basement. I'd vote for that. And then Prue points out that Phoebe is the one who believed the story and she knows it by heart. And then Piper's like, well, something tells me she's not in the mood to share. And Prue thinks that if they weaken him, then they'll weaken his hold on Phoebe so they can get to the spell in her head. And then Phoebe in the background starts yelling again for their help. So they decide to go down and they walk towards the kitchen slowly, holding on to each other. And then Piper's like, yeah, we're going to need light. Prue goes to grab a flashlight and Piper's like, no, the light, like in Graham's story. Remember, she said something about using it to guide you through the shadow and Prue says that it doesn't make any sense because you know shadows I forget exactly what she said something about uh shadows not living in light but they thrive in the darkness so then they're like oh well you know maybe that's what we're fighting a shadow and then Prue's like okay well let's go and fight it so for the most part you know this is a lot of plot yeah, but I do. I like the com- comedic time in it in here. I think that that's one of Holly Marie Combs' strong points as an actress is kind of delivering those little comedy lines really perfectly, and it really works for Piper's kind of nervousness that exists underneath in the layers of her character. So I really love this interaction with kind of Prue and Piper and that little scene and their back and forth because it's nice, even when it's not in a mean way, like we see when they're in their evil forms to kind of see the younger sisters kind of pushing back against the older sister making all the decisions for them. Yeah, it is. I definitely, I I agree with you. Like, you know, even when Piper's like, well, we could not go, like I'd vote for that. And um, in the moments where they're in such great fear and you can see, like you said, the comedic timing is just really good. And Holly Marie Combs does a great way, does a great job at portraying that. And it's almost like weird to me because I feel like, we see her character in a state of panic a lot, but yet somehow she still manages to make kind of little jokes or like sarcastic comments like that mm-hmm. in those moments. But I think that it works really well for her. Yeah, me too. So then Prue and Piper walk down to the basement and they're kind of calling for Phoebe. The shadow starts coming out of the hole in the ground. And then they see that Phoebe is actually upstairs and she says, what took you so long? And Prue uses her power to close the door on Phoebe. They try using their powers on the shadow, but they don't work. And Phoebe breaks the door open. Prue wants Phoebe to listen to them, but Phoebe's not really wanting to. And a knife appears in her hand and she tells Prue that she can't tell her what to do. 
then, you know, both of them are telling her to try to remember the story. And this is when we see kind of Phoebe going through that change again. She's saying, I can't, don't make me, I don't like the basement. And we can see her kind of like the fear on her face and she starts backing away. And the shadow tells them that she's evil now. And Prue tells her that she can fight it. That's when Phoebe once again touches that same spot on the wall and has the vision of Grams and the Woogie Man. Then she approaches the stairs and, you know, they're telling her to say the spell, that she remembers the story. So she starts saying it and these little orbs of like white light appear and move towards the shadow. And that's when the shadow turns to light and it gets sucked back into the hole and the hole closes. The house starts healing. We see the lights come back on and Phoebe sits on the stairs with Prue and Piper and they're all hugging. Yeah, so... Here, Phoebe finally overcomes it, and I think it's really nice to see kind of that strength and and that good win over in her. I like the way that they had it so that, as opposed to them just, you know, saying some spell to save her, they have her getting through it on her own and finding her own way, or finding, you know, choosing good over evil. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I totally agree with you. I like the way that she's able to defeat it in this scene. You know, the special effects aren't the greatest, <laughs> but um, I do I do like this scene. I like this moment. You know, we have two more scenes left of the episode before I make kind of my final commentary, but I like this closing for the Woogie Man story. I like that it's Phoebe who was scared and Phoebe who beats him. That really kind of drew that storyline for me and kind of shows this growth in Phoebe where we are seeing her go from kind of scared little girl to strong woman. Um, which is an arc we'll see for her continuing in the season and that we've seen since the beginning. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so then we move back to the professor's, you know, office at the college and Piper knocks on the door and sees Josh in there and Josh says, Piper, what are you doing here? She says, I just came to see how you, uh, Professor Whittlesey was doing and Josh mentions that she he's covering her classes until the university board makes a determination on, you know, whether or not she can come back. And then he mentions that he has something for her and brings out another bottle of the Clara Jensen. And Piper's like, oh, well, that's actually very nice. And he says, well, don't sound so surprised. I actually am capable of a nice act or two. And then Piper's like, well, that's good to know. And she leaves and he smiles behind her so they have their little final flirty moment yep that's not the last we'll see of josh i don't think nope i don't think so either <laughs> we could tell that was just the start of something and even there seemed a little douchey to me so i don't know how i feel still because he was too confident about it like yeah, had he seemed fun. more genuine and apologetic i feel like i would have been more likely to like him but he seemed like so cocky that this little like move was gonna work and I was just like yeah oh. not not a big thing for me that would have like instantly turned me off I think yeah but I don't know we'll see what happens we'll see what happens <laughs> <laughs> So then from there, we move to the final scene of the episode. So we're in the attic. It's nighttime. And we find out that Andy got suspended for two weeks. Maybe it should have been more. 
<laughs> just my opinion. So Phoebe's like, oh, that's not fair. It wasn't Andy's fault. And, you know, where was this energy for Professor? Oh, I'm sorry. It was Piper who said it. I'm like, where was this energy for the professor? She she didn't deserve her punishment either. But you didn't seem that upset for her. Yeah, I know. She's, like, at risk of getting fired. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, Phoebe's just like, well, everyone seems to be back to normal. But that doesn't erase their actions. Prue then, you know, is like, I'm on Claire's bad side. And I'm not really sure she has a good one. And then Phoebe says, I'm beginning to wonder if I have a good one. And that makes Prue and Piper both, like, stop in their tracks. And Phoebe says, up until now, I didn't even think I had a dark side. I mean, not any more so than anyone else. And Prue says, you know, the important thing is that the good side went out. And Phoebe kind of thinks that there's a reason why she was chosen, because she's kind of the weakest one and the most linked to darkness already. And that's when Piper says, no. You're the only one that was born in the house that makes you more connected to it. It's the spiritual nexus thing. And that's when Phoebe says that that's what she means. Like she can go either way because of that. Then she kind of makes this joke about how she'll miss that new power. And then they realize that since Grams had vanquished the shadow and it came back, that it could happen again. And so the spell should be added to the book. And they both decide that it's Phoebe who should write the spell in the book. And that's their first time adding a spell to the Book of Shadows. Yeah, I thought they ended it in a really cute moment. And the way they had Phoebe do it, because, you know, obviously this was her situation. The shadow was her demon. I thought it was really sweet of them. Yeah, and also I feel like Phoebe, you know, is the one who's been really into the magic and the idea of writing their own spells from the beginning. So I think letting her do it was really sweet, too. Yeah, I think so. I, I really liked the way they ended it and had it kind of, like, in the first scene, they kind of hint at just, like, they threw in the, the CDs that Phoebe used a fake name for and kind of mentioned, like, oh, Phoebe's dark side as a joke, and now at the end, like, we see that coming back up. Like, I like the way that they brought that back in and then still ended it in a really solid way for the sisters. Yeah, I also like that we learned that Phoebe is the sister who was born in the house. I wonder if anything like that will come up again in the future or not. But um, that was an interesting thing to learn there. Yeah, it definitely it definitely had me thinking about some future episodes that I, I hadn't. It, it gave me a realization that I didn't really think about before. But, you know, I guess I can't really get into that now. Yeah, I'd love to hear it off the air because I want to know what's on your mind, but we'll keep it (laughs) hush-hush for now. (laughs) Exactly. But yeah, in general, I think that it's good. I wonder how it's going to, you know, play into future episodes, and I can't wait to see it. Yeah. The only other thing I'll mention is I like, you know, we were talking about the props and the way they come into play. I like that it was Grams's picture that kept being affected because, like, as we learned by the end, Grams is the person who put the shadow away before so you know it kind of has this beef with her so I like that it plays with that picture oh wow I didn't even think of it like that yeah they kind of threw in a little bit of everything to make it cohesive I I like that yeah I'll just say that I think this is a really great episode Um, one of the strongest season one episodes I think we've seen When we get to the end of the season and we rank episodes, I'm sure this one will end up in my top five, like, best well-written episodes for sure. Oh, for sure. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Always been one of my favorites. 
but yeah, I think uh, we can end it there then. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you want to reach out to us or follow us on social media, we're on Instagram and TikTok at rewitched underscore pod. You can also send us an email to rewitched.pod at gmail.com. And join us back next time for season one, episode 16, Which Prue Is It Anyway?